The Warriors win tonight 3-2 to two over UMass Lowell. With us is the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. First, your thoughts on the game. Um, I really like how our guys played for 60 minutes tonight hard. Um, they were, we executed uh, our game plan from the breakouts to the four checks to face-offs. Um, they're really, I can only think of a couple things that we did wrong, and unfortunately both of those ended up in the back of the net. So I thought that um, might be as good a game as we've played all year. Obviously, the shorthanded goals, uh, something that's going to be noticed when you take a look at the box score, and it's been a while since you guys have had a shorthanded goal. For the, I, I guess the first question, I mean, why is that? Why has it been so long? Well, we're not really a pressure penalty kill, so we don't create a lot of turnovers in the middle of the rink. It's more about getting them to put the puck into specific areas so that we can pressure the puck in, in those areas, more contained areas. And, um, you know, because of that, I don't think we get as many chances, but... Um, for whatever reason tonight, it'll be my saving grace because I know Coach Stewart's not going to be happy we gave up another goal. So at least I can tell him, you know, when I coach the penalty kill, we, we got to. <laughs> uh, the first uh, shorthanded goal was scored by Elliot Sheen, and uh, can talk about what happened there. The first shorthanded goal, you know, I what I think happened was they were on the breakout, and we've done, you know, our coach has done a good job of scouting Lowell and... and our guys are really good at, at at least trying some of the stuff we draw up. We try to take away the their right side of the rink, make them come up the left side, and because they just want to pass it by you. Well, as soon as you realized you couldn't pass it by, you started skating. Their guy started skating. Then we started to seal, and he went to drop the puck back, and the guy had changed. And I think he just walked in alone. Right. You know, unlike the five on three where. You know, a guy caught an edge, and and the defenseman was going one way, and Bart was able to jump on it. But um, then to be able to score on both breakaways is another thing. Red Bly picked up a goal as well. Uh, seemed like that puck was rolling, uh, the backhander from uh, B, it's rolling forever towards the net, and he gets a stick on it and puts it in. Think about how many one-timers we took today. Think about how many hard shots we had today. The fact that that goal, that went by the goaltender... Um, it just goes to show you, though. I mean, it's a strange game, you know. And uh, But I'm glad for him because that line's been playing well. And, uh, you know, Batesy's been scoring some goals and Mikey's been finding guys. And, you know, the centers almost have the hardest job because they've got to play both ends of the rink, you know, goal line to goal line. So it was nice for Rhett to get a, a goal tonight. And that line, you seem to... We, we talked before about the Madsen line and how you, you get more confidence in them to put them out on the ice. And it seems like the same thing is happening with that line, with the freshman line. Yeah, it is. You know, it's... Who was I talking to today? Um, I might have been talking to Brendan Sheehy, the former head of officials, and a Merrimack grad himself about you know, the, the referee pairings and, and how he liked to, uh, you know, make sure that, that he gave referees good games, good places, especially when he was trying to develop them. Mm. And it's no different. You know, they're, they're still young players. We want to put them in positions to succeed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have them take too many defensive zone face-offs against Gibbons' line at, against BC. or You know, you just you don't want to do that to them. You want them to build some confidence. You want them to be able to uh, take baby steps, if you will. So um, different games have allowed us to, to play them differently. I mean, we rolled four tonight the whole game, with the exception of special teams, which um, I think was why we were able to sustain the type of four-check we did most of the night. The power play went 0 for 4. I think it was 0 for 4 again last night. And it seems as though, other than the, the two goals that you had against BU, it's been a case of you guys move the puck well, you get a lot of chances. I don't, 
sometimes it seems as though the best chances don't even end up as shots on goal. But uh, uh, any any concern at all about the power play? I think I think Brad Davis said we had 25 shot attempts on four power plays. So no, <laughs> no. I thought we pl- I thought we were much better tonight than we were last night. Again, it is the worst statistic. I, I'm <laughs> challenging. Um, is it Tim Danahy? Who's the the, the Stats. Yeah, I'm challenging him to come up with a better <laughs> statistic for power play because the one we have is useless. You know, um, I thought tonight's power play was much better than it was last night. We got some great looks, and um, sometimes, you know, the other team does a good job. I mean, they block shots really well. Yeah. That might be the, the, the best shot-blocking team we've faced this year. Uh, and then their goalies played well, too, so you've got you to tip your cap to them as well. It's funny because with regard to the power play, I, I, I think back to last year or a year ago at this time, and, and, and the power play was, was clicking almost right, scoring goals right from the get-go. And, and this year it seems as though you're down in the 40s or something like that, ranked nationally in the power play, yet the power play looks better than it did last year. Yeah, the power play is more than just scoring goals. We've talked about this. It's, yeah. it's creating momentum. It's um, you know putting a lot of pressure on the other team. Uh, and, and I think tonight it had a great effect like that. You know, we had some great looks. Both units had some great looks. We had some good, spent most of the time in their zone. Right. We had a much better time coming out of our end. And, um, you know, when, when you need it is, and this is, we talked about this today with special teams. So our penalty kill wasn't great last night. It was great on the last on their last power play. Yeah. I don't know that they even got a shot last night on their last right. power play, and that's what it needed to be. Because if they went up a goal, we would have been in trouble. Um, you know, I, I I believe our power play will be there when we need it. You uh, out attempted them if this is right in the third period, uh, twenty-seven to three. Uh, I have to think that with a one-goal lead going into the third period, that's as close to perfection as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> Again. You know, kudos to our players, our, our forwards, our defensemen. Uh, we got on pucks. We put pucks in good places. We put pucks in good places. Um, and, you know, I, Boulanger played great, I thought. Uh, but he doesn't handle the puck as well as Carr does. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I thought their defensemen had to go back for more pucks, right. pick pucks off the wall. And when you've got a team forechecking the way we are, it makes it pretty difficult. So um, I think that might have had an effect as well. But So th- was that a reason or one of the reasons why you had – so much possession in the zone in the second and third periods? Uh, well, I think because of our forecheck, for sure. Yeah. And we put pucks in good places. Sometimes we have good possession of the puck, and we, and we I don't even like to use the word, dump it. Um, it. We've got to come up with a better word for that, too. Um, I just talk about putting it in good places. You know, we dump it, and we don't dump it to our advantage. So it's like, why do you want to give them the puck back? Right. Sometimes you have to, to give the puck up, but it, you should do it and put it in a good place where we can get it. You know, and, and I thought we did a real good job of that tonight. Was there anything you had to say or talk about at the end of two with the, the goal they scored late and, and uh, just trying to, uh, I guess, refocus in any way for the third period? Is that, that even necessary at that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the psychological part of it is, is huge, you know, and it, it's human nature. I mean, we played, I thought, really well in the second, although it probably wasn't our best period. We played really well. We had huge puck possession. Right. Um, but lost the period 2 nothing. you know. And uh, that could take a toll, maybe on a, on a less experienced team. It, it could, you know, it could. You know, what we talked about was: would you rather be up three-two or down three-two? <laughs> you know, we've got five shifts left each here. We got 20 miles. Let's go. Let's get that next goal. You know, let's make it four-two. Uh, we we tried <laughs> we, to to no avail, but um, 
because we were in their zone more than ours, we didn't have to, we didn't need another one. You are already almost a third of the way through the regular season. This is 10 games in, and uh, you've only lost two games. Uh, happy with the way things are at this point? You know, I, I really don't like to assess where we are until we're done. Um, I think of the two games we lost, and, you know, I, the game at BC, and um, remind me, who was the other one? Providence. And Providence, and, and, and my blood will start to get going again. So, um, never satisfied. You know, we'll enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I told our guys we got tomorrow off, and, uh, you know, we need some rest. You know, get take take some time. Maybe go out to dinner tomorrow. You know, get your homework done. Whatever. But um, it's back to work on Monday, and we've got a big test on Friday with Boston College. So that's the fun of it. You know, it's it's not assessing where we are as much as it is just you're in the grind. You want to get ready for that next opponent. And speaking of which, you have BC coming in on Friday. So uh, sometimes teams will have non-league games over the holidays, over Thanksgiving, and that's not the case this week. You have two pretty big league games coming up, and but you also have a holiday on Thursday. Uh, is it business as usual this week, or, or does anything change? Uh, it changes a little bit. I mean, we can't practice at 4 in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, that would be kind of mean. Um, not that the Canadians care. I mean, it's not their Thanksgiving, but... Um, We'll practice early on Thursday. We'll probably come back on Friday and maybe get a pregame skate in the morning or at least something where we're together, a meeting or something. But um, not too much is going to change, you know. Um, the kids have school on Monday, school on Tuesday, and we'll practice, practice hard, try to get better. I also wanted to ask you about the fact that it's kind of a quirk of the schedule next week that uh, you play Friday, you play BC, and then you play at UNH on Saturday. And, and UNH is actually off the night before. That doesn't usually happen. Uh, any idea how that ended up that way this year? Yes, I have many weaknesses, and one of them is scheduling. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. They do play on Tuesday, though. Right. So, you know, and it's one of those things that, you, you know, you've got a million excuses if we want them. At the end of the day, hey, maybe maybe we play really well on Friday, and that gets us going into Saturday. Right. You know, you don't really know how it's going to play out. Um, well, let me ask you this then: w Will it change perhaps the way that you look at personnel decisions on Saturday, knowing that they're rested and that you'll have some guys that may be a little more tired? No, I don't. I mean, we make personnel decisions based on we don't do them until the night before a game, um, day, the day before a game, or uh, the night of a post game. So. You know, last night we made our decisions. Actually, we didn't even make them until this morning. You know, we watched the film, we let it soak in, and then um, we kind of come together as, as a staff in the morning and, and kind of see how we feel. So we'll, we we're not going to change that at all. I would be remiss before I let you go. This is the first time we've had a chance to talk about this, but the uh, the contract extension this week is going to keep you here for, for another six years. Uh, uh, I guess... Uh, just uh, you know, your your th your thoughts on what it means for you and and your family and and the program as well. Well, I couldn't be happier. My wife couldn't be happier. We love the area. We love the school, the community. Um, a little shout out to Father Bill because I forgot him last time. I talked about Father Jim, <laughs> so hopefully Father Rick and Father Ray aren't mad at me now. But um, we love we love being here. Um, you know, it, you forget the human aspect. You know, you watch Sports Center and you see this guy got fired or this guy got hired or whatever. You know. My seven-year-old daughter says, when, when Heather told her about it, so does that mean we have to leave in six years? <laughs> you know? And it's like, no, no, no. Um, we're thrilled. Um, and, you know, I, I, all I can 
do is thank uh, Chris Hopi and his staff and, and uh, all the great changes that they've already made, but having the faith in me to continue to run this program. And then, um, you know, Glenn Hoffman, who I've said has been my sanity for the last 24 months. Um, you know, very thankful. And to get to do this job is um, it's a dream come true. It sounded from talking to Glenn about it yesterday as though it had been in the works for for a little while. Uh, was it relatively easy to get done? Yeah, it's funny. It's <laughs> my first kind of real contract <laughs> situation um, without talking too much about it. It's uh, was this yeah, your, was this the year you're in right now? Was this your last year? Um, the contract I had prior to signing this one. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if Clarence Thomas could could really figure out exactly <laughs> what it was, but they kept paying me, so I kept coming back to work. <laughs> you were going to complain? Yeah, right? I wasn't going to complain. Um, you know, they were great to deal with. This is really we're trying to make this a family, you know, and and so Glenn and I just sat down, and it probably took longer than it should have, just because I'm a pain in the derriere. But um, he and Chris were both great, and um, needless to say, I'm thrilled. Well, thanks, Mark. Congratulations. Happy Thanksgiving as well to you and your family. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.